Hello and welcome to episode number 33 of Command Space. I'm your host, Mike Hurley, and we have a very special show for you today, which is currently being live streamed on the 5x5 live stream of the 5x5 podcast network. And that is because I am joined by Mr. Dan Benjamin. Hello, Mr. Benjamin. Oh, it's just Dan. How are you, Mr. Hurley? Sorry, just Dan. (laughs) Commander Hurley. (laughs) Lieutenant, as you say. Yeah, Lieutenant. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Finally warming up here in Texas. Yeah. South by Southwest is finished. Uh, the interactive part is over and the film part is over. And now the uh, the folks who are here for the music festival part are swarming the town. So it, I don't know if that's bigger than the film and interactive or not, but the the costumes are more elaborate. Oh, for sure. Hipster, hipster nation. No, it really hipster. is. Even without you here. So, um... You enjoyed? Do you, you enjoy South by Southwest? This is your first one. This right? is my first one. Yeah, I was I was kind of on the periphery of it last year when I lived here uh, because I was, uh, you know, I had recently moved here. I was still figuring things out. We had a very small child, so I really only I would sort of swoop in and have a meeting with with some people or go to lunch with some people, and then I would fly out again. Uh, or take them take them to barbecue or something like that. So we did a little bit of that this time, but I've spent many, many days here for interactive. And uh, it's great fun. You need to come out for it. You need to work your way out here. No, um, I decided too late and then there were no hotels and I probably would have had to have slept in Houston. Oh, yeah. The hotels, I mean, like if you if you book your hotel now, I mean, it's already filling up for next year. It's yeah. crazy. It's really crazy. So I'm planning on WWDC. Oh, that's a good choice. I'll be there, I think. Awesome. Kind of yeah, have to go there. I don't really have much of a choice. I kind of have to. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people are going to be there, and um, I think San Francisco, San Francisco can cope with it a little bit better. Have you, well, have you been there before? No. San Francisco is a fun town. I mean, it's no, it's no Austin, but it's a great town. You spent a lot of time there, didn't you? Yeah, I used to go back and forth there a lot for a job that I had. So I used to, uh, I used to travel back and forth quite a bit. That's quite a commute. Yeah, especially from Florida. It, it was uh, like almost seven hours, six and a half, seven hours, something like that. Really crazy. So I had you on this show, um, I think it was like episode 10, something like that. Perfect episode. Exactly. I mean, few few times do you have an episode so perfect as, as that. Exactly. If it was episode 10, it might have been episode 11. Mm. Find out. I'll find out and I'll let you know in a moment. So we had you on on that episode and I was talking to you about 5x5. Five five. You're talking it was 30 ep- now, 32 or something. It was episode 11. This is 33 now. Huh. So maybe there's a pattern there that I'm, I'm not sure of yet. Yeah. So I had you on that show and uh, we spoke about podcasting. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about, I want to talk about this again because, you know, this is uh, obviously something that we both share. Sure. And um, I want to talk about Podcast networks. All right. And why I think that they're awesome and important in light of certain events recently, which we'll, we'll get to get to those in a moment. But first, I want to talk about something else, Dan. I want to talk about something really exciting and important. Is it a, a sponsor or something? No, that, that's coming very soon. This is even more exciting than okay. a sponsor. Such a thing could happen. So me and you have been working on something together, right? We have, yeah, we have back, when, when did this, we start talking about this? A long time ago. Oh, this was probably, <sighs> like, long time ago. Not sure, April of last year or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's just been a long, long, long time. But then we, st- then we had some serious conversations in October, and it is with great pleasure. Shall I do this? Yeah, you, you know, you do it. This is all, yeah. this is your show. It's your show. 
So it's with great pleasure that, that I want to announce today that my podcasting network, 70 Decibels, of which Command Space is one of the many shows that we do, is going to be joining the ranks at 5x5. Five five. Isn't that awesome? It's very awesome. And I'm very, very pleased, very happy. Why has that. this been taking so long, Mike? I've been wanting this to happen forever. Who's, whose fault is this? It's the internet's fault. <laughs> it's my fault. It's been taking me a long time. We had all of this stuff going on with getting offices and getting situated, and I wanted to do it right. I had to do some things behind the scenes to make all this stuff work. And mm-hmm. you've, been, you've been very patient, waiting for me to finally get my, uh, my rubbish together, as you say, in the UK. Yeah, we would say that. I'll probably say act, but rubbish is also <laughs> fun. So we're announcing today, I mean, it's going to be happening within the next few weeks, right? Yeah, we will, we will begin the uh, import of all of the shows and get them on, in the feed and everything else and, and bring, you, bring you to hopefully an audience that is eager to receive you. I mean, listen, when you and Anna uh, Debenham did that uh, episode of The Frequency, big, big time response. And I think, I think the... Uh, because really, you you seventy decibels is only uh, you know it's only has a London uh, exposure. Nobody outside of London really has uh, ever listened. Isn't that is that true? It's basically just everyone in in the street that I live. Okay, so like your block, it's like a yeah. And this hopefully will will introduce uh, the listeners to you, and I hope that that show did it too. But you you guys are doing such great work over there, Thank and you. we we saw the the connectedness early on. I think. And I've always been a fan of the stuff that you guys have done and always enjoyed listening to it. Always honored to be a guest. And we started talking and just like you said, we said, hey, you know, we, we could do something here. It just felt like a, a good fit for me. I mean, you know, we're all It's of a the- great fit because and listen, you're going to class this place up a lot with that accent of yours. It's what I'm going to try and do. Um, I feel that you're very, very heavily underrepresented when it comes to British accents. We are. And you do such a good impersonation of a British person. I think we've got to, you know, play that up as much as possible. I was very impressed by yours on today's episode of The Frequency. That wasn't mine. That was Moises. I'm sure that you were doing <laughs> No, no. We're going at it at some point. No, that's all. It was all him. I can't do it. But I'll tell you what, when Americans, and tell me if this is true for you there in, in the UK, when Americans hear, and we've talked about this, when Americans hear the British uh, style accent, the Queen's English, as you say, mm-hmm. they almost feel it's, it's, it's somehow both authoritative and romantic. It's commanding and sincere all at once and if 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 you heard a person from the u.s say one sentence and then someone from the the uk say the same sentence the i think the americans would be more impressed and feel more inclined to perform whatever action had been requested if, if someone with a british accent said it. is that true like do our accents sound cool to you or do they sound as awful to you as they do to us i mean they sound cool to me and i think that that comes from the fact that we have so much of your like media, so movies and TV shows. So, you know, we grow up hearing these superstars. With well, their so like an American accent to you is like a movie star accent? Um, most are. Yours isn't. No, I mean, oh, come on. Let's be <laughs> honest. I'm not fooling anybody with this. But really, that's interesting. Yeah, I, mean, but, but I can't speak for everyone, but I can certainly speak for myself. Hmm. So there we go. So, yeah, we're going to... This is great. This is so exciting. We've been waiting so long to announce this. We just, we, we had a conversation like yesterday and was like, we just need to tell people now. Because to, to me and you, this is a done deal. We've been, we agreed on this months and months ago. Yeah. 
you know, we just wanted to get it out there because it's it's exciting. It's very exciting, and I think that it's the perfect time for it. And um, I, one of the things that for me personally that I'm that I'm very happy about is it's going to allow me to focus on creating more new shows and content because I don't have to worry about the fact that our hosting is falling apart. Yeah. I mean, we're going to, we're, so we've got one of the things that, um, in a past life when I spent a lot of time doing software development and it work and network stuff, uh, you know, I, I spent a lot of time creating the, I guess, uh, the infrastructure behind five by five. And of course I'm happy to share all of that with you and bring you in and hopefully you can help me make it better and you'll have all of that. That'll be there. All of those uh, costs will be absorbed by the mothership and you will be able to return your attention to the stuff that you do so well, which is doing great shows. So it's exciting. It's exciting all around. I mean, and this kind of leads into, to, you know, why I wanted to talk to podcasting networks, you know, because obviously, you know, there's been, and, and you spoke about this on, on a bit of on the frequency too, you know, Marco and Syracuse, they started their new couple of new shows. And I've seen a few people talking about like independent podcasting and, and the value of that. Mm-hmm. I feel like somebody needs to speak to the value of a network and, and I've, why I think it's so important. I mean, I've been running my own network for a year and a half and, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be joining another another great network. And I think that things like infrastructure are so important. Like, as Marco said in his post, being with 5 by 5 helps him learn some of this stuff. And because who knows, who knows, you know, from day one, oh, this is how, this is how you, you put a podcast together. It's not easy. I remember the first time we, me and you spoke and you said, oh, how do you post your shows? Mm-hmm. I told you how, and you just laughed at me. Oh, I didn't laugh at you. I was, <laughs> I was shocked. I was just, I, because there was, a, there's so many steps to it. There are so many different things. There's different services. You're updating multiple feeds. You, you're doing so much of the hard work of getting it done by hand. And it just, I was just like, wow, I can't believe it. Like, you know, it's probably like how a Merlin Mann feels every time he talks to me and he's like, you use like a notepad and you write stuff down to remind yourself of it. And he's like, you know, here's the processes that I've come up with. And he's, he is, he is so good at productivity and making things efficient and scheduling things. And when he sees how I do stuff, he's like, wow, you're like in the stone age. That's just kind of how I felt. Like, not that it was bad, except that it, it, it was so time consuming and so complicated, you know, but that's why I spent two years writing a content management system to do all my stuff, you know? And as we've grown, and you know, we've we've grown pretty quickly over the last eighteen months, I'm starting to see some of the strain appear. You know, like we use a couple of different hosting providers. We use Libsyn, and we use another one that I don't like to name because they're not very good. Um, and the speed differences vary like wildly. Like sometimes mm. it can take like fifteen minutes for a show to download, which is that's not acceptable, really. You know, that's just too slow. I mean, people don't want that. They see a new show and they want to. They want to get it quick. They want to yeah, get immediately. it ninety seconds or something. You know, on a three G network like with your shows. And this is the sort of stuff that I knew that if I wanted to continue to create new stuff, I wanted help with that. And and it's the expertise that you guys over at Five by Five can give me um, and give us at, at Seventy Decibels, who's one of the you know one of the real clear reasons that we want to do this, and also. You know, there's obviously benefits to us both. We get to, you know, we get a larger audience that we can that we can speak to, and you guys get more content, diverse content, and I think it's great all round. No, it, it really is. And you know, you mentioned 
the value of the podcast network. I mean, to be clear, anybody with a computer of some kind, and that, I would include an iPad in that, and I maybe even an iPhone in that, or an Android tablet if you want to get all technical, a, a computing device of some kind or another, and a microphone, and you can make a podcast and you can publish the podcast. Like you can do that. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's something people will want to listen to. It also doesn't necessarily mean that's the most efficient way to do it or the best way to do it or a way that, uh, that, that is sustainable to, to do it with. So, you know, and the value of the value of a network, I think for people who don't, who aren't interested in making their own network is, is huge. And, you know, we have a lot of creator owned content on this network. Um, that, that is to say, you know, and a great example of this is Mac power users, Mac power users, uh, is a, you know, the, it's, it's their show. It existed long before, um, b- before it joined five by five and, you know, and they're independent. They, they record and edit their own shows. They, for the most part, sell their own sponsorships and it's, it's a different, it's a different relationship than I have with some of my other co-hosts. It's different than what we've got set up. But that's just an example that, you know, that, that there are lots of different ways to do this. There's lots of different ways to do it, but they still benefit from all of those, hopefully benefit um, from all the resources and the infrastructure and everything else that, that we've been able to do. And hopefully, I mean, they obviously having, uh, having great shows on the network makes a network a heck of a lot better, but hopefully there's a return for the, for those folks too, that, the collective sum of all of the the great hosts and and shows and the work that we do here together is is collectively bigger than anything would be individually. So, you know, I th- I mean, obviously, I think the value of it is huge. If five by five had existed before I started it, I would have wanted very much to to help and be a part of it, and would love to have had my stuff on it because I think it's, you know, like people at, at South by Southwest who talked about it and I've heard this before, they would say, oh, it's like NPR for geeks. And I, I've, I've said that and quoted other people who said that, I mean, that's what we strive for. You know, we strive for that kind of intelligence and humor and, uh, analysis and insight and, uh, and good, good humor, you know, of, of something that, you know, we're, we're not trying to break news. We're trying to we're trying to have intelligent and hopefully fun and entertaining discussions about all of this stuff. So you guys were doing that over there in, in the UK. And, you know, I thought it, 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 uh, it was a really, really good fit to see if we could bring you guys in. Thank you. I mean, one of the things that, you know, you, you mentioned about it being, you know, being a part of something, there are a couple of things that, you know, that I like about networks and stuff is one you're kind of like part of a family of sorts you know you've got a, a group of people that work together to to create something but also as well like when you think about where where to where to po- there's only one main place that podcasts can be found and that's the itunes directory mm-hmm. and there's hundreds of thousands of shows there so it's so difficult to get found but if you have a network like this, it gives you the ability to go, like, let's say, for example, you listen to Back to Work. You've been a fan of Merlin. You listen to Back to Work um, and you love the show. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's on, you know it's on a network called 5 by 5 because they hear it mentioned. So they go to the website and then they click around and they find another show and another show. Like, that was how I found out about 5 by 5 I think I saw somebody linked to a Pipeline interview, which I listened to. And right. I really 
the pipeline interview. So I went through and, and found out about the network. And I, I can't remember what other show it was that I downloaded at the time, maybe in the conversation. I started listening and then Hypercritical came around and you, you, you just get to know them. And I know that's how people find us. Like they listen to this show um, or one of our other shows, maybe Enough mm-hmm. or the 512 podcast or Homework. And then they find out about the other shows because they hear it's part of the 70 Decibels Network. So they come and tune in. Yeah, and they find it. They find more great stuff. And you can't get that anywhere else. Yeah. Like, if you are a one-person podcast, you'd be like, oh, go to the iTunes directory and find other one-person podcasts. And I don't. there's nothing wrong with it, but I just think that networks have a, a, a real strong value to them. And I think that I, I don't, with where we are right now, I don't want people to think that it's best if you're independent. There are benefits to it. But I mean, even if you look at um, advertising, right? The money's hard to find. It is. It really is. We spend, I mean, uh, Hattie, my producer and account manager spends, you know, you hear her on the frequency. And other than that, she's pretty much spending all of her time working with and dealing with sponsors. And and she works more than full-time hours. I mean, it's, you know, this this is a hard job. And I'm still involved in that. And we still have other folks who help us with that. It is a lot, a lot, a lot of work to get sponsors because the thing, yeah, yes, we could probably get small sponsors, one or two here for this episode, one or two here for that episode. And that's absolutely how I built this network over almost four years was starting out with small sponsors. And as we built audience, as we got audience engagement, because listen, we don't sell at five by five. We don't sell sponsorships based on, uh, numbers or metrics or things like that we can our audience is so awesome as is yours is so awesome that the engagement and we hear this from our sponsors it's like wow your audience really like listens to the sponsorships and they actually come and they sign up and they use like we just had a sponsor call today with one of our big big sponsors and they said man you know you guys are the are are some of the only ones that perform consistently month after month after month, uh, even with old codes and old shows and old things like that, like you guys keep doing it. I'm like, it's, it's, it's the audience because they're just a really good match, but the audience is so engaged and the audience wants to support the stuff that we're doing. And I was talking, I had dinner with um, someone I know we, we both admire Jesse Thorne uh, just uh, the other night. And, you know, his, his network is significantly listener supported. And, uh, I don't know what the split is. I, I don't know if he's mentioned that, uh, publicly or not what the split is, but I know that the listeners support play a, a large significant chunk of, uh, of their costs. And with, I would love to at some point have either shows or more listener support, uh, in there. Uh, but the sponsors right now, that's, you know, that's the way we work and it does, it is absolutely as you say, it's very tough and it, it is, it is a, you, you've got to prove to them that the stuff that you're doing is worth it. And the only way to do that is by getting the, the listeners interested in what you're talking about. And hopefully we have stuff that, that they're interested in and we can extend that to, to you guys and what you do. So you were saying about, you know, having, um, having a sponsor for this show, a sponsor for the next one and kind of what you want is long term. That's spon- it. The so little like- sponsors, the little sponsors are great for one, two episodes, right? But you know, it's, uh, you need to have those longer term relationships with bigger sponsors. And, and, and that's the only way to grow things. You can exist the other way, but to grow things. And, 
uh, and all that. Oh, listen, I, not to interrupt this uh, discussion, but uh, the uh, the thing that I, um, you know, that the people are asking are most concerned is will will you have to move to Austin? Uh, are you are you going to be required to work out of you know the five by five offices now? And uh, I I would ha- I shall have it be known, uh, absolutely not going to require that yet. No. Uh, but you know you never know. If I as I say on the quit show, if I can't see you, you know you're not working. So telecommuting is gone. All employees must report to the no. You can so you, may, you may you re- may remain in London or Dagenham on Wales or whatever it's it's called wherever you are. Coming to see, I'm coming to see you soon though. I want, we want to arrange that. I want to come out and see the offices, see the studios. What do you, what do you plan on doing with your um, acquisition uh, uh, monies? You know, I know now you're pretty much. You could probably. Just by my calculations, you probably don't need to work anymore at all. I'm going to buy a jet. Oh, like a fractional jet or the whole thing? Just all of it. I'm going to buy nice. one of the like G, is they G5s or something. I don't know what jet I want yet. I think that's like an old, an old Mac, actually. Oh, then somebody's been selling me the wrong thing. <laughs> I think I've been scammed, Dan. Yeah, maybe. So we were talking about sponsors. Mm-hmm. You want to do Sh- one? Shall I do ours? Please. So our sponsor this week are the fine people, the fine folks, the beautiful people over at squarespace.com who give you absolutely everything you need to make an amazing website. Squarespace have been a longtime sponsor of of, uh, Command Space. They've sponsored every episode of this show. They've sponsored 70 decibels since May time. They've been a, a great help to us. And they provide you with a fully hosted, completely managed environment for creating and maintaining your home online, whether that be a website, blog, portfolio, or business site. It doesn't matter how experienced you are when it comes to building websites. You can build something amazing in minutes. You don't have to worry about finding a coder, finding a designer. You don't have to worry about hosting, scaling, buying apps, installing analytics, because they do with it all. You get beautiful templates that are professionally designed and feature responsive web design, they have a drag and drop interface, their, their page builder called Layout Engine that allows you to create your own custom layouts of pages in seconds. They have fantastic iOS and Android apps that allow you to post and manage a site on the go. You can also view your statistics, their real-time analytics that are built right into Squarespace. You can view these on the go too. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support. They have blog importers, absolutely everything you need. And also, they now have the brand new, the very exciting Squarespace Commerce With Squarespace Commerce, you can start selling anything you want online, whether that be physical or digital goods, and they partner with Stripe to allow you to accept payments automatically. You can start selling things with any existing or new Squarespace site. Squarespace Commerce integrates into any of their templates, any at all. You can choose it, customize it as you want, and then install Squarespace Commerce. They have fantastic tools like inventory management, order processing. You can print packing slips, set up multiple shipment methods, If you have digital items, you can host them with Squarespace and they'll set up download codes that can even have expiry dates and all that fun stuff. I want you to go and try this out. Go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels or five by five, I guess, really. (laughs) It doesn't matter anymore. Keep 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 your own for a little while longer. So squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels at 70-D-E-C-I-B-E-L-S. You can start a free trial there too. Squarespace plans start at $10 a month for their standard plan and $20 a month for their unlimited plan. 
If you sign up and pay up front for one year, you'll get 20% off. If you sign up for two years, you'll get 25% off. And use the code 70 decibels free. That's 70-D-E-C-I-B-E-L-S free for an additional 10% off your first order. So go check out Squarespace, everything you need to make an amazing website. Do you do that so well? A lot of practice. Oh, I this, mean, it just sounds really good. This is why you pay me the big bucks. Right? That's right. So sponsors are fun. Sponsors are fun. We need them. And we need you to go check them out. So go do it. Let's talk about... You wrote a really amazing piece up here. I just tweeted out your, your link. I mean, uh, the link to your, your poster. Wow. Wow. Uh, That's a be, good one. Uh, I, had it, I even had it edited by, by a guy that I know. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah, I wanted to make sure it was right. This is the most it's great post I've ever written. <laughs> and I don't very much. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? You're announcing the acquisition of your company. You've kind of got to get it checked out by someone, Dan. You know, what's really weird to me is that somehow I managed to not screw this up long enough to get to the point where somebody would actually want to be a part of it like this. Like, how did I, how did I do that? You know, that's how I feel. Like, how did I make something that, how did I not screw it up? How is this still going on? You know, that's the, that's the funny thing. Like every, cause you work hard every day at something and I don't know about you, but I always like, I wake up and I've said this before, like I wake up terrified every morning, mm. you know, that it's all gonna, it's all gonna be gone. Everything yep. you work so hard for is all gonna be gone. Totally. Every I mean, day. I was like. I mean, obviously, we knew we was going to do this. So I woke up super scared today. I'm like, this is a big day. <laughs> and right? I was late. I was late getting here, too. That just made <laughs> Sorry right, about that's that. It. That's the last I've ever heard of Dan now. <laughs> right. <laughs> From him again. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, all of this? No, it was just a joke. Oh, did you believe? <laughs> that's right. I'm not so, going to talk about it on the air. I mean, come on. I know exactly what you mean about, like, waking up every day. I'm like, I've been thinking about it a bit today, so... I spent the last three years podcasting and the last sort of 18 months creating 70 decibels. And this is just something that I do after I get home from work in the evenings. Yeah. And I've built it to this thing. And it's like, how am I doing this? <laughs> how have I, one, managed to do this and then keep it going? It's, it is a, a daunting fault. And I guess it's one of those things like, you know, they say like if a bird thinks about that, if a bird could comprehend that it could fly, it would fall to the ground. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, I sure have. That's a good one. So maybe if we talk about this for long enough, our networks will just close. <laughs> so we better stop. But so the, seriously, the, the, thing, the thing is, I remember when you guys launched mm-hmm. and, you know, it was something that was very, very interesting to me because I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't familiar with what you had been doing up until that point. And when you did, I said, okay, I want to listen to these things because, of course, I, w- I wanted them to be horrible. I wanted yes. your shows to be the worst. Then I could sit back and be like, okay, I mean, I've got a little longer, you know, because you're just, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. And they were good. I was like, oh no, they're, they're good, you know? And, uh, but I, it, you know, it became something that I think you and I talked early on. Mm-hmm. And I think we saw a lot of, you know, the, our goals were very similar and what we wanted to do. And even though the, I believe the way we go about it, perhaps culturally or just uh, otherwise, it, it's, it's very different. But the goals and, and the quality that we care so much, I know you care so much about the quality of your shows and the audio quality and, and the production quality is always great. You're always very prepared, perhaps too prepared even. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, okay. and, and it's always 
you know, it's, it was always something impressive to me. And I thought, wow, if, if I, if I ever get like in a position where I could bring these guys in, like, I, I want to do that. And then we started working with you on some other things. And, uh, and, and, and then we, I talked about it at one point and you're like, uh, that, that would actually be great. And I couldn't believe it. I'm like, really? It was like, it's like I was do, in the chess club with like two other people and we needed a fourth person to come in and, you know, do the doubles chess or whatever they do. <laughs> and like, it's the chess club, you know, but like, you're like, yeah, no, I want to be in the chess club. That's how it was, you know, like, yes, I, I would like to be in the chess club. And here, here you were ready to, to play some chess. It was like, that guy's not going to want to do that. Right. He's too cool for that. So I remember when we, we were quite lucky when we launched, um, for for whatever reason, the day that we launched the show, we had iTunes contact us. To the day you did it, wow! The day we launched the network, so we had a couple of shows, and on the very I don't know I don't know how this happened, but the day that we launched at seventy decibels, they contacted us and was like, you know, we want to want to work with you and we'll work on featuring and creating a page, and that was like a crazy experience. So we 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 had a good we did have a very good launch. We were um, working with some well, I still am working with some great people who really helped us get the word out. and So yeah, it, it did go very well for us. So Dan, where do you think podcasting is going? Like, it feels like a lot, that it seems to me that over the time that I've been doing this, more podcasts are appearing. And I think it's in part due to, you know, the success that networks see and people see that, you know, this is this is something that people can do and they can enjoy it and they can maybe make some money out of it. And there's, a, there's an outlet there, you know, different to, writing and blogging is, is something else mm-hmm. where do you think we're going to be where, where do you do you do you ever think about this like where's podcasting going now i mean that's a great question again i, I mentioned i had dinner with uh, with jesse thorne this was after his panel which was called the future of podcasting he was he was on that panel and they were talking about this i mean from my standpoint uh and you know and i hate to say i hate to say this no i don't radio is dead you know Radio in the concept of I'm going to turn on the radio and that's where I'm going to get my entertainment from that. There's still people that do it. I do it. That's how I listen to a lot of sports, for example. Right. Because I think that for, for at in 2013 right now, that's the best way to get live audio news, news. I'm talking about breaking news and sports is breaking news. Yeah. What's, you, what's the score right now? Who just did what? That's happening right now. But, you know, in the, in the bigger scheme of things, people turning to the radio, to live radio, to get their entertainment, that's going away. What is sticking around, is, or, or what's replacing it, rather, are, I think, podcasts and things like that that we do, which is to say, People want to be entertained. They want to listen to the specific topic that they are interested in. And they want to listen to it when they feel like hearing it. They want to listen to it on their terms. They want to listen to it and start it and stop it and stream it and put it on whatever device they want. Just like it's easy. It's easy for anybody, I think, to look at this state of music today and say, streaming. Mm-hmm. It's all about streaming, whether it's Pandora or Spotify or any of these other services that are out there. The future is not, I'm going to go to a record store and buy a record. That's long been gone. It's not, I'm going to go to iTunes and buy music. I still do that, but I also have Spotify. Do you have that over there, Spotify? Yeah, we had it before you. You did, didn't you? That's right. 
So the Spotify, the whole concept of Spotify, it's changing everything that I can go and listen to almost any song that I want. And I, I am subscribed to it. So we pay 10 bucks a month or whatever it is. And I use the heck out of that. And I'm spending way less on Spotify now than, uh, than I was on buying music from iTunes. Big time less. And, yeah. uh, and, and what's nice about it is there, there are certain kinds of music that I can buy that I know I'm going to want this forever. You know, whether it's, I'll do, I'll do you a favor, whether it's an old Beatles album or, you know, whatever, something from uh, the Rolling Stones or again, Led Zeppelin, whoever, something like that, or some classical composition that I really like or something, you know, like that, getting that kind of music. I know I'm going to want it for forever. I know that I'm going to want it on all my devices. I'll go ahead and buy that. But for most of, you know, you know, if I'm, if I'm like you, and I want to listen to a Katy Perry song. I'm probably not going to want to listen to that Katy Perry song in, uh, two weeks from now. It's going to be gone, hopefully. And, uh, and Spotify and things like that are really, really great for that. I very much think that the future of radio, talk radio, is podcasting. And I think it is as it gets easier for people to sit down in their car and hit a button and hear it. That is the one missing piece that will completely take what I'll call regular people into the world of podcasting. You know, regular people are people who don't have Downcast, Instacast, pod, you know, podcast app on their iPhone or Android device and have synced up to the iTunes or the RSS feed and check for the new episode over their internet connection and remember to bring it to their car and plug in the auxiliary cable or sync Bluetooth up to their thing. This is not what regular people do. This is what people who listen to these shows do. This mm -hmm. is not what regular people do. Regular people, well, they want to hit a button and hear something. So until we can get that to that point, and more and more cars are starting to have that, but until we get to that point, that, that's, our, that's our challenge. But that's where we need to be. That's where we need to go. We either need to get regular people all using these kinds of devices, okay, or... We need to we need to get uh, phone uh, cars that support this kind of thing without the phone. So uh, it's it's a challenge, but that's this is the future of audio, of audio entertainment. It's the future, and yep. it really is. It really is the future, and this really is where people are going to be going with things. And you know, I'm excited to be a part of it. But the reality, Mike, I don't think any of us really know where this is going, except that you know, you guys like us show up every single day. And uh, try as hard as we can to to make something that's entertaining and and give it give people something to listen to instead of uh, instead of listening to the commercials and the, the obnoxious DJs on the radio. I just think like in the year two thousand and thirteen, if you wanted entertainment, why would you turn on the radio and leave it to chance? Right, when, that's a great way to say it. Like if you if you love, I mean, one of the shows that's going to be joining Five by Five is a show that I do of a guy called Brad Dowdy called The Pen Addict. And it's quite literally about pens and paper. Mm -hmm. That sounds insane, but people love that show. And it's one of our most popular shows because if you like this sort of stuff, if that's the side, if you like to talk and hear about pens, right? Where else are you going to get that? Nowhere. It's only in podcasting because you can service these niches. Sure. Here. Because advertisers love it if you get the right advertisement because it's a you know an environment where if you sell pens, you know, where else can you advertise? And, you know, and, and so it's, 
if if you just turn on the radio, you're never going to hear about that. You you well, you're never going to hear intelligent conversation about technology. You know, you have to hear technology conversation that is dumbed down for the masses. It has to be dumbed down for the masses, and not only that, if you are unfortunate enough to you know, for, for whatever reason to not have coworkers or live in a great city that has tons and tons of information about, uh, you know, uh, uh, going on a, a cool community and everything else and, and people who don't know, then y- you, you wind up feeling, at least I did feeling kind of isolated from the cool stuff that was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's, it's just, it's, it, it, it and and for so many people, even and I know I the, like one of the coolest things that I had heard is uh, is uh, the software development company emailed me to say, hey, you know, every Wednesday we listen to you know show I forget which one it was amplified or some or something else we listen to that we all get together at lunch and we turn it on and we listen to it, you know, and this is like their Wednesday lunch routine or whatever whatever it was that it's like wow you know people really enjoy this kind of thing. And it's so, it's so amazing that things like this can, can be built. And in very much the same way that you see, you see great bands that can now, you know, release their own album, or you see publishers who can self-publish a book again, uh, you know, like David Sparks, the books that he's publishing, you know, that you can do that on your own. And not only can you make a little bit of money, but you can, you can pay your bills. You can, you can pay your bills for it. But again, this is why I think the networks like ours, like, you know, like five by five, like 70 decibels, when, when the opportunity is there to, to build that, it, it really pushes things forward. uh, I think a lot because, we have been working hard, I think, at building something, each of us, that's more than just, you know, a, a show or two. Uh, we've been trying to build something that has that infrastructure and that can be that, at least for me, be that platform for other people to use to be show up and be awesome for, for an hour a week, you know, mm-hmm. so that they don't have to do anything but talk into the microphone and be awesome and everything else just happens. Because most people who have something really great to say, typically they don't have the knowledge or the skills or, to be honest, the interest in doing all of this other really hard work that it takes uh, to, to make this stuff happen. They just want to show up and share what they know and talk about things that are really interesting and get out of there, you yeah. know? And Johnny Carson never walked around and operated the camera. He never sold sponsorships to, you know, I'm sure he was in on the high-end meetings, right? But you know what I'm saying? Like, like he did, he didn't clean up the place because if he did, he wouldn't have made as awesome an episode of the tonight show as he did. He had to focus a hundred percent on making that show the best show it was ever doing. And he's in front of the camera or he, in, in our case, he's behind the mic. People who can focus on that, the shows will be better. And I can tell you that we as a network have gotten much, much better, much, much better because uh, of of my ability, thanks to the listeners supporting the shows by doing the sponsor thing, be, me being able to hire people, yeah. whether it's the the people who are doing the audio editing, whether it's the people who are helping with the hosting, whether it's you know producers, account managers, getting those people in and working, it means I can focus on shows and I can hopefully make better shows and I can do things like we're doing right now 
and focus on that and make that happen, you know, because you, you need people, you need people and it's more fun with people. And it's, it, it, I'm not trying to build something that's making a living for me. When I first started out, my goal was to pay my bills. And I did that. My goal now is to keep building that platform that can hopefully bring more awesome people like you and the shows that you're doing to as big of an audience as we possibly can uh, so that more people can find more of those things, whether it's pens or whatever, that they love. You know, and, and we can do that. You can't do that on the radio. We can have a show about pens. You can't do that on the radio. You can do that here. And if nobody cares about it, or if a hundred people or a thousand people cares about it, you'll get a thousand people listening to it. And if you can make that work, then great. You've, you've got a show about pens. You know, we still have the infrastructure. We still have rules and things that make sense and things that don't make sense. But overall, it's, uh, you know, we have way more room to play than, than a radio station does. Totally. In, in the past, I mean, for, for you and, and for me, so currently, the podcasts that we create tend to be two people. Um, tends to be maybe one person brings the topics mm-hmm. and then the other, maybe me or you in, this, in, the, in those examples, guides the conversation, adds commentary. Do you think that for 5 by 5 this is where we're going to go, keep doing these sorts of shows? I mean, or do you think we're going to move into different types of shows? What, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Well, I, I like the, the two people, you know, but I feel that there is something to be said. I mean, I've been working on an idea for a show which would have a regular, um, so it'd have maybe one or two regular hosts, but it would be about set topics for a limited run of episodes. So, like, you know how Merlin was talking about his um, ungainly X-Man? <laughs> so, like, imagine, so he said it would be like, it's going to be six shows or whatever. Right. So, my, what I've been thinking on is, because we're seeing more of these sorts of shows pop up, what about just a weekly podcast that has six episodes about this topic, and then we're going to move on to another six. Then we're going to maybe move on to another four. And you would get experts on. So, maybe there would be three or four people on the episode, and it would be guided like that and be mm-hmm. more of panel stuff, maybe have some segments, that sort of thing. And that comes through a lot more work. And Yeah, and that's, that's the thing is it, I think personally, and don't let this discourage you from, from doing this mm-hmm. in case you should uh, want to. And, don't, and, don't, and people listening, don't, don't be discouraged if you want to do your own show. We'll acquire you too if you're good. But I think the concept of the you know, I think the concept of the one of the two person show, I think that will always be there will always be something special to that. You've got things like car talk. I mean, you've got all of these great, great shows that are discussion points. And what's wonderful about like a two person show is that you get to really, really know. You get to really, really know the hosts of the show. You don't have to. You know, you get to know them, you get to know their opinions, and then you start to think to yourself, oh, that announcement, I can't wait to hear what this person's going to say about it, and I bet this other person will argue with them or whatever. I think that that becomes a very real, uh, very tangible kind of thing and that, that you start to really think about this. I think with the panel shows, especially when the panel shows are uh, uh, have a bit of variety in the, in the guests that are there, they are – 
you get to spend less time with each individual person. And I know as a host of shows like that in the past, you feel a little bit more pressure to get to each person. So it's not like you're cutting the person off if they have something to say, but you're less likely to get a really good, really deep, deep discussion if it's more than just a few people. Uh, So in order to, to counteract that, you've got to have, you've got to have a really, really good moderator and you've got to have somebody who is as in, and you're good at this, as interested in making a great show as they are in sharing their own opinions, maybe even more interested in making a great show than sharing their opinions. And that's something that, um, for me, it took the, a, a lot of practice and a lot of work to, you know, to, to always be focusing on what are these people saying and how can I help this conversation as opposed to how can I say what I want to think? How can I say what I think? Uh, yeah. And that's, that's tough because we all have our opinions, but being able to do that effectively, I think can be the difference between a, a, a show that, um, that folks, you know, want to listen to every week, uh, and a show where they say, wow, I, I, you know, I don't know what just happened, but you're good at that. So don't worry about it. Thank you. So what do you, what do you, what are you thinking about them? What new shows stuff yeah. like that? I mean, I don't personally, I I'm, I've been to over the last year, I went to more conferences over the last 12 months than I've been to in the last like five years. I mean, I went to a lot of them, uh, whether it was XOXO or Brooklyn beta or South by Southwest and all, you know, the whole bunch of other things as well. And the, the thing that has really fascinated me about that is, although the, and people have said this all along, you know, the, the presentations are great and many of them are very inspiring. However, the conversations that I had with two or three other people uh, was just really, really the highlight of, uh, of the entire thing for me, is having those really great little conversations with people. And I, I always like the idea of having a few anchor points in a conversation so that you can say, you know what, these people, I, I know this person's opinion generally. I know this other person's opinion generally. Let's have a discussion where they can share their opinions, especially if they're not the same and have a really good discussion around that. So the crossover is, is kind of my first attempt to do that. Yeah. Uh, but I, and you can be on that now, finally. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's officially, but I feel like those kinds of discussions, and as you mentioned, Mike, they're, they are much more of a challenge to put that show together. It's much more of a challenge from a technical standpoint, but also just the, the topical standpoint. But I think that that, that becomes something that people can really gravitate toward. I don't think those two-person shows will go away, uh, but I think the panel discussion shows that you're talking about, especially when the topics are, are interesting enough, um, that's, that's something really special. Yeah, I guess I think that going forward, there just needs to be a balance between the two, you know, yeah. so you, some, some, some of each, you know, that I, I don't want to move away from the one-on-one shows because they're a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't, like, and I'm not, I hope I didn't sound like I was saying that. I think there, there'll be a great place for those forever. And like this show, I love talking to new people every week. It's, it's, it's why one of the reasons I love recording Command Space every, you know, every week I'm speaking to a different person than the person before, you know, I, I enjoy that. Um, but I, you know, I want to branch out into new formats and stuff and, and try new things because if we want to keep advancing this medium, we need to we we can't just rest on our laurels. What about video, Dan? 
Yeah, we're doing more video. When I first started this thing, I thought, you know, I, I want to I try doing this right. I want to try doing video. So I had a, a couple, I had a, one at the, when I first started, it was like one camera. It was an old camera. And I just, it was like FireWire and I plugged it into the computer and I just would stream it. And I would just stream it to Justin TV. And then I got a little more fancy and I, I started doing stuff with Skype so that I could, I mean, I was using Skype anyway, but doing video Skype and I, I would get the input from the Skype and bring it into the computer. And it was, yeah, it was basically a talking head thing. You know, you could see the two people on their Skype talking to each other. And eventually if it was a three person show, it'd be three people. And I thought, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty interesting, but I wasn't happy with the quality. And I thought if I'm going to do more than just stream it, you know, then I want to have it be a, be a nicely produced thing. And it spent, I spent a lot of time and, and money learning, you know, like Final Cut Pro and different editing tools and putting overlays and doing things like that. And boy, did it, did it take a lot of time and energy and hosting and so many other costs going into producing this. And then, you know what, like there would really only be like a 10th of the downloads of the video than there was for the audio. Mm -hmm. And that's because people, they want to like, they like the way that I do it is if, if I see people doing video, I may look at the video and say, Oh, this is what those people look like. Now I know what they look like. And then I'd minimize it and listen to it the rest of the way. Yeah. Well, why was I putting in, you know, it would take me an hour to record the show or 90 minutes to record the show, another half hour to an hour to edit it. And then four hours to do the video and then only, you know, a tenth of the people will listen. I said, gosh, I just can't, I just can't do it. But so what we're going to be doing now and down the road is we are going to be doing some more streaming now that we have this lovely uh, studio here in Austin. We're going to be doing some, uh, some more streaming of the video again. And we have some, what I would call video related projects that we'll be doing that are not talking head shows, but are actual video programs that, that we're working on that I don't, you know, I don't know the time frame for those cause it's still early, but we want to do something different and, uh, and fun. And it's a very, very much a learning experience for me. So it's going to take a while. Yeah. I mean, video podcasting is interesting. I find it, I, I personally find it a, a bit redundant at times to just have uh, like a talking head show. Um, well, because all you're doing is just looking at people. Yeah, not, there's, yeah. no, there's nothing new happening. And as well, I mean, I know myself personally, I listen to podcasts mainly on my commutes and stuff. So I'm not really going to sit and watch talking heads on, you know, on the train. It's, you know, it just doesn't really fit for me. But podcasts like um, Putting This On, which is a, a, a Jesse Fawn show, mm -hmm. that is a great video podcast. It sure is. Every, everybody should hope to do something as good as what yep. Jesse Thorne can do. And, and he, he worked with Adam Lissagor on that as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, that works. That's, and that's a great video show that works because it's, it has more around it because it's, it can be a, a video show. You need, it's not just a guy sitting there telling you about the things that he likes to wear. It's them showing you, oh, this is where it's made and, and this sort of stuff. Somebody came and pitched me the idea, multiple people have come and pitched me the idea of doing a, a cooking podcast. Mm. And like, if, if, if I could get out and Brown to do a show on five by five, that would like, that would be unbelievable. But with the exception of somebody like out and Brown, 
I don't know, you know, the, and, and my, uh, my test for would a show be a good fit for five by five? And people ask me this, like, how do I decide what the, the show should be? Or how do I think of new shows? People pitch me shows all the time. And for me, it's like, would I listen to that? And it's something like a, like a, a fashion focused show or a do it yourself show or a cooking show. Those things, I think they would be good podcasts. I think they'd be amazing video shows. And even though I don't really know that much about video, I know that if I'm going to be doing something with cooking, I might enjoy listening to it, but gosh, I would sure love to see some of that. And there's, it's a whole different world when you get into that kind of stuff. So I don't, I just don't know how to, how to do that. And that's something that, you know, I'm very, very curious to, to start messing around with and see if we can have any luck with it. I don't, I don't know. But wouldn't you, would you rather watch a, a cooking show or hear it? You definitely want to see it. You want to see it. So I want to see it. I think that that's, because that is us as well, not just taking radio. We want to take TV. Yeah, you want to own, you want to own TV. How long, I mean, everybody that I know right now, I know you haven't gotten this kind of technology in the United Kingdom, mm-hmm. but here in the U.S., we have something called DVR. So that you can, it's like your, uh, like your Betamax over there. Oh, right. Same thing. And what you can do is you can actually record, it's like having four Betamaxes all hooked up at one time so that you can record like two, three, four shows at one time in your house and you can watch any one of them that you want. You can even watch, check this out. You can even watch something while while something else is recording. Isn't that crazy? I, it basically sounds like witchcraft and I'm not sure if I believe you. Well, it's true. And next time you come to the U.S., you'll see it. Uh, but that is watch people, you know, you have to wait until the show is available. And by available, it means it comes on regular TV it rec- or TV. It records it. And then you watch it when you want to watch it. Same thing we're doing with podcasts. We want to do video content that people love as much as what they see uh, on TV. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not? So, Dan? I think we've reached the end of the episode. If you say so. Unless, I could talk you, to you all day. Well, I guess we're going to have that opportunity because you're going to be on a crossover soon. I would like to be. You're going to be. Maybe me and you could have a show one day. I'm going to count on it. And, and we still need to figure out a way for you to do, because people love that episode of The Frequency you guys did so yeah. much. They, I think they liked it better than our regular shows. I mean, I can't say I blame them. I mean, you know, we, we, uh, we need your help. We're just, we're trying to find a way um, to make that work. So we're going to keep talking about Maybe that. Maybe one day a week you guys sit in for us. Yeah. One I mean, day a week you take over the frequency and... Uh, never give it back. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. I've still got these questions for you. I have a quiz for you. So. Oh, the, about, yeah, the Texas Trivians. Because if, for those who don't listen to the frequency every day, uh, Mike has been a guest a number of times, yeah. And he, um, I asked him some questions about uh, his, his uh, what was it about? Homeland, your homeland? You were actually asking me qu- um, questions about the United States of America. Oh, well, I thought you, uh, you liked the US. Anyway, I, uh, I asked you these questions. You, almo- you knew almost none of them. Mm-hmm. So you are going to try and exact revenge on me by asking me questions about my adopted home state, Texas. Oh, I some about Texas and some just about the United States in general. Okay. And I don't think you'll get any of them right. Well, I, I look forward to the challenge. 
And I'm sure you're right. I'll probably get them all wrong. <laughs> because I've found some very peculiar facts. So may- maybe next Thursday on, on the frequency. <laughs> That'd be good. We'll do that. And where do people go to find out all about, uh, all about this, uh, this show of yours that you're doing? Where should they go? So they should go to currently 70decibels.com forward slash C-M-D-S-P-A-C-E. That is Command Space, which is this show. You can find links there um, to, to everything we've spoken about today, um, including to the blog post where I go into a bit more detail about the fantastic announcement that me and Dan have, have given you all today. And, uh, and I hope that you will uh, join us in looking forward to something very exciting coming down the road. And thank you, Dan, for for extending the invitation to us. Well, thanks for, for doing it. You guys, are, you, you're doing such wonderful shows, such great work. I, I know that uh, it's our privilege to, my privilege to have you guys joining and being a part of this. And it's so thrilling for me. And, uh, and thank you for doing it. And it's, uh, I'm just, I couldn't be more excited about it. Oh, and uh, I'm going to be putting this up on the specials page on 5 by 5 So this will be 5by5.tv slash specials slash 13. Lucky 13. Awesome. I think this, that's not my second or third special now. I think so. You're taking that that's over too. What's of, going on? That was, this, that was my sort of inception. You know, like <laughs> show within the show. Right. That's you right. Know? That's kind of how I roll now. So next week's episode <laughs> Command Space. Um, I pre-recorded a show with John Syracuse a couple of weeks ago, and, and that's what you will be hearing next week. Because uh, John is a crazy man to schedule, and this will show my dedication, Dan. We were recording until 3 a.m. my time. Wow. Yeah, because... That's dedication, man. Yeah. <laughs> we started at 1.30. You see what this guy has to go through? That's what I do. That will be I'll... easier when, when you're here in Austin, as, so, uh, as is mandated by the, our corporate office. Mm-hmm. Matriculating. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that you'll be able to hear me and me and John Syracuse talk. On Can't wait. So it's a, yeah, that was it's a fun one, and I think that people will like it. So thank you for joining me today, Dan, and thank you all for listening. I hope that um, you've all enjoyed listening to this episode of Command Space. You can find Mr. Benjamin at five by five TV, and he is Dan Benjamin on Twitter and at Dan on app.net. And I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. So you can follow along there and uh, get involved. So thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. Until next time, bye-bye.